one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone, to another show. Big Dave and Joe here in South Florida. We're still recovering from the hurricane, and now another one's hitting down in Puerto Rico uh, today. So uh, uh, the hits just keep on coming. Well, listen, all I know is uh, I'm, I'm counting my blessings here in Miami, buddy, because yeah. uh, you know, even though you could complain that, you didn't, that we were four or five days without electricity in my house, after seeing what these four people in the Keys and in uh, Dominica and now Puerto Rico and St. Martin's, you know, we we dodged a big bullet over yeah, here. Yeah, well, so well you think ab- you that. think about it. Uh, you know, if your roof gets blown off, if your windows get taken out, you got a week maybe to try to do something, but it's not enough time to protect yourself. And now the second storm doesn't even have to be nearly as bad. Although this one, Category Four hitting uh, Puerto Rico, who is getting it now the worst. Uh, a couple of those other islands are are just like completely wiped out. No, it's it's funny because. <laughs> I don't know how I got on their list, but uh, one of the places called Vacations to Go emails me about cruises and stuff. So right. My wife and I, that's our favorite form of vacation. And they were mentioning, you know, St. Martin's. I remember, I believe, last week on the show you mentioned that they had canceled the poker tournament and that the hotel itself uh, said that they were not going to be taking any guests, any reservations for hotel until at least after right after Christmas is when they were hoping that they could take guests. Right. And I'm they supposed to go. Year, I'm supposed to go. Canceled. I'm supposed to go on a quote. Both of our birthdays and anniversary cruise that my wife and I usually do every year, at the end of the month in the beginning of uh, the first week of October, all four ports. Today the fourth port got destroyed, which was Puerto Rico. We're supposed to do Puerto Rico, Turks and Caicos, St. Martin, and I'm trying to remember the the fourth port. Guadalupe. I don't remember if it might have been Guadalupe, but all four ports that we were supposed to stop at are have gotten destroyed. I'm assuming, you know, because I know that I went right over Puerto Rico today when I got yeah. up. I was watching that. Um, I learned something new today. There's actually an island, St. Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, and there's another one named M-A-A-R-T-E-N. It's the same island. Is it the same island? It's the same island, okay. but half of it is Dutch. I got gotcha. you. One half, the, the half where the poker tournament is, is on the French side. Okay. Okay, that's where the French, you know, where the port, the, the boat docks, um, you know, uh, there. You'll see the hotels and then the real nice beaches off to the left side. That's St. Martin, the French side. And But, I mean, I've taken a tour, you know, because we've stopped there a few times on different cruises. You know, and it, it takes you less than an hour to go around. And that's stopping at some of the okay. shopping places and everything else. So, but, yeah, it's the same island, just divided in half. One is Dutch and the other is Okay. The other is, is, well, is I'll take islands for 300, Alex. There. <laughs> there Caribbean islands. Don't ask me for too much more than that. But, no, uh, but, I mean, you've been to Aruba for the tournament down there yes. when they had that every year. You've uh, you've had some few cruises at places. Um, you know, obviously, uh, they always know this type of thing is coming, but uh, Puerto Rico hadn't really had a, a storm like this since 1928, they said, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, I can't hardly believe that. And Yeah, well, listen, you know, you dodge those bullets of, of, of coming straight through. They've had hurricanes that 
have really damaged the island. They really have. It just hasn't been a Category 4 or 5 like they where got they this hit the eye. Where it's direct, yeah. you know. It's, it's uh, similar, you know, where they've had damages similar to what we've had here. You know, people in Homestead, you know, the eye crossing the keys, but, you know, Homestead, uh, I'll put it even more so when Andrew hit 25 years ago. Andrew really came through the Homestead area. I mean, demolished all of Homestead, which is only 25, 26 miles from my home. You know, we had a lot of damage in our area, but I didn't lose my roof. I lost a few tiles. Trees came down just like they did this time. I'd lost, I remember, I remember hearing my fence getting ripped. And I, that, that definitely caught my, our, everybody in my family's attention because we didn't know what the hell that was in the backyard. But it ripped it off. I have a slide that goes into my pool. Survived Andrew. And now survived this wow. one here and survived there. Mike. It was amazing. I don't know how it did. I'll it come over and just take a trip down there, I'm baby. I'm telling you. Just and get you, some good luck. You and I've gone down it, and it'll shake. And people are like, oh, no, you're not going to let your grandson or my nephews or nieces <laughs> on it. And I tell everybody, this thing is solid as could be. It is now weathered through two hurricanes. But, you know, you go through that. Her, uh, you know, Puerto Rico has had that same similar thing as Andrew where certain counties in, in Puerto Rico, certain areas, you know, probably had some severe damage, but they never had the eye come over it in 90 years like they did today. Well, you think about, uh, you know, it's not just Florida or Texas or even the Carolinas that are always in the eye of the hurricane because uh, even right now, Jose is going to cause probably some uh, you know, some choppy gonna, waves and some windy some beaches. It's going to some coastal damages yeah. up in the northeast. And then Maria could end up floating that way and, exactly. and damaging some of those places. Now, we remember Hurricane Sandy, the big storm, the tropical storm Sandy. My daughter lived in Hoboken at that time, first yeah. year at NYU for her master's. The water levels, Dave, I kid you not, we yeah. were there a month after Sandy to go right. see her because the water levels on the streets of Hoboken were three, three and a half feet high is where the watermark was. Right. And... To this day, I still can't picture that. I still can't picture that, how scary that must have been. And, you know, you know, for the poor people in Houston that we've seen go through this, and obviously what Katrina did in, in New Orleans, you know, those many years ago, you know, we're very lucky. We have a drainage system here in Florida that has prevented that type of flooding right. from occurring here in, in, in South Florida through those two hurricanes, you know, that... You know, we're, unfortunately, we still see with Houston still suffering from some of this. So it all depends on how well prepared the, right. the, the, the municipality is for, to, to, to withstand one of these storms. Well, let me ask you from a poker standpoint, obviously, they're playing the Borgata Open right now uh, at WPT event. Uh, 51 players left in the main event. Uh, we'll give you some results and uh, current standings on that a little bit later. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's always could be a concern up there as well, right on the water with the boardwalk and everything. Yeah, it definitely is. I have actually been, when I was 18 years old, a hurricane came through Atlantic City. I waited too long to get out, so I wasn't allowed to leave. But believe it or not, I was my friend and I, who were, we were t two idiots at that time. We were 17 years old at the time. But I went out on the boardwalk, <clears throat> excuse me, and the only three people on that boardwalk was my friend, myself, and some guy walking his dog. <laughs> At that time. Right. And I remember this was like the first time I ever, as far as I can go back, you know, in a hurricane. And, you know, a lot of flooding because obviously Atlantic City right there on right right next to the ocean. So, yeah, it, it you know, I remember when we were finally allowed to leave what was normally a two-hour ride to my house back then. took about nine and a half hours for me to get home. Right. So... Well, we know what how the uh, poker world uh, is really great charity-wise and gives and gives and gives. 
And, uh, you know, obviously I'm sure everybody's doing their part uh, for some of these places. But, you know, now we have uh, the, the uh, earthquake in Mexico. Uh, you have these storms all hitting within weeks of each other. I mean, there's only so, many, so much uh, goodwill to go around, really. There really is. But, you know, listen, you, you have to try to do something for it. You know what I mean? We can't lose our humanity yeah, when things like this happen. You know, we have to try to reach deep. You know, we, my wife and I have called the text numbers where you text to send money over here. You mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago that you donated to J.J. Watts for the Houston effort right. over there. I mean, that's amazing what that man, what they were able yeah, to raise over like there. Yeah, million dollars. He wanted to raise like two, 300000 okay? That's, it's just amazing how much, uh, you know, man really can, can you know, do to help their fellow man who's who's in need and and trouble, but like you said, sometimes you get with so many different natural disasters that are going through now that it it overwhelms people, Dave. And and who knows what's next? And in the poker industry, listen, you know, one of the proudest things that I liked about the place we worked at for many years, Miami Highlight, is that uh, you know our former boss there took a lot of pride in trying to get that place be the first place open, the first business open, so people would have a, uh, at least air conditioning to come into and a place to kind of take their minds off of whatever whatever they were going through because of whatever happened to their property, you know, and um, that's one way that casinos and, you know, poker rooms can can help a little bit. You know, it's not so much that you're getting up and playing and trying to rake. No, it's just you're giving people a place to go, trying to bring back a little bit of normalcy in their life. And, yeah. uh, you know, even if it's just for a couple of hours, you get to escape from the realism of, of the damage and, and everything else that you're going to have to go through for weeks and months. I mean, you know, for us down here, you know, people forget it because it's 25 years, Dave. But, you know, it was it was years for years for us to get back to what we were right the day before the storm. Right. It was years. I mean, you know, we're not talking weeks or months. We're talking years. And, and you know, certain areas like, you know, the real hard-hit areas of Homestead, it was many, many, many years before they could even consider themselves being back to what they once were before uh, Hurricane Andrew 25 years ago. So, right, you know, right. my heart goes out to all these people. I know New Orleans, certain parts of New Orleans aren't back from all these years for, you know, after Katrina. It's it's. It's it's a, a sad fact of life, unfortunately. Well, most of the power is turned on in South Florida. I saw like eight, 1,800 homes maybe or homes and businesses in Broward, a few more in Dade. Still, we're trying to finish up. They were hoping to have everything well, turned on by last night. I think right before you walked in, Pine, uh, Gio here told me that Pinecrest, because my doctor, who I visited on Monday, told me she was still without power, and she lived in the Pinecrest, and Gio works with a gentleman from there, and they just got it back that, that night on Monday night, so... Yeah, little by little, but you know, it sure sucks to be in that in that eighteen eighteen hundred percent, you know, in that one or two percent that just don't have it back yet in the county. Yeah. So let's hope they can get it back as soon as possible. You had yours off for four or five days. You have exactly. to throw out a lot of food and stuff. Uh, yeah, we d- well, listen, we had a new neighbor, our, uh, the the neighbor just just west of us, the the house west of us, uh, bought that house about six months ago, and he you know, we. He had introduced himself to my mother-in-law, and I had not met him or his wife yet. And out of the blue, 
he had a generator, and he's an electrician, so he ran an electrical cord from his yard into our yard and through our window so that we could at least plug in the fridge, the fridge and not lose all our food. Right. We spent the night at my youngest brother-in-law's house because he was the only one of, of the four that didn't lose any power. Okay. So one, one fled up to UCF to Orlando to be with their daughter, and they brought their other kids up there. And my wife and I, my daughter, my mother-in-law, and, my, and then my sister-in-law and her family, we would all go and spend the night at least so we could sleep in air conditioning, uh, no matter how, you know, I don't care. I, I tell them I'll sleep on the floor. I don't give it, I just, <laughs> as long as I can get air conditioning, I'll be happy. And yeah. and that's what we had to do. Well, all the poker rooms here in South Florida, I believe, are open except for Mardi Gras. Over on the west coast of Florida, Naples, uh, Bonita Springs, probably will be a while. That's, uh, that was really the direct hit over there in Naples. Uh, story today, though, about Mardi Gras that uh, should be about two weeks or so. Uh, they'll be able to po- open the poker room first. Uh, the slots area, though, suffered more damage, and that's going to be maybe uh, months. That may not be till after open. the new year. Yeah, and that really sucks because, as, as you know, I don't know if how many people know this out there, but you know, your your best time in most in most casinos, at least here in South Florida, is is that month around the 15th, 16th of December. Once once most people are like, okay, I'm done with my Christmas shopping, my holiday shopping. And you know, those two weeks into the first week of the new year is usually the strongest numbers that are produced down here. Just uh, some background, uh, Mardi Gras, which was obviously called the Hollywood Greyhound Track for years, opened in 1974. So that's a fairly old building there. Uh, they installed the slots in 2006 after uh, it was brought to Broward County and opened uh, uh, right there in 2007 as Mardi Gras, uh, the, the Big Easy Poker Room uh, is uh, a place there. I play occasionally. They have a lot of free rolls there. Um, one big one each night at 7 o'clock. And uh, I have played a few tournaments there. Uh, it looks like uh, the roof came off in a, in a tornado that was part of the storm. I don't yeah, know how many tornadoes For them to have that kind of damage and Gulfstream didn't happen, they had to have uh, you know a twister that touched down. Right next to them, you know. Right. Uh, so that, there's, there's, a, there's a simulcast area on the second floor called the Dog Pound. Uh, the fourth floor, the ceiling ripped off, so obviously the water started coming in the roof and heading down the building. So uh, they had to rip out the rug, and uh, there was not as much damage on the poker side of the room, so uh looks like they will uh, try to open in about two weeks. Well, that's uh, for the poker room. Right. Uh, but obviously there's going to be construction over there on the, on the slot side, so they're going to put a soundproof barrier up between the poker room and the slot floor. Um, that floor will be recarpeted, sealed, repainted, and drywall. I would imagine then the water that got in in the flooding did not damage their surveillance either, because remember, there's, right. there's strict surveillance yeah, stuff absolutely. going on. You have your machines that are, you know, you need the electrical to, I mean, you don't need them to, to do your shufflers, but, but you know, they, they've gotten so spoiled now that, you know, the you know the, the most poker rooms have them. Um, you know I'm I'm curious to find out, and I'm going to try to reach out to a couple of uh, people that I've trained at work over there, whether they have uh, gone on to seek jobs. You know, because you know that's one of the biggest things. You know, when you when this happens and you're closed for an extended period of time, it, it not only affects obviously the business, but the people who work there. Yeah. And, you know, people who need well, to make a Well, we talked about living. that last week, that, that uh, de- poker dealers, all of a sudden, they're out a lot of cash, uh, you know, basically they, coming in every well, day. Well, some of them are, 
and some of them aren't because the places that weren't weren't affected that hard, you know, that hard opened up right away. Right. You know, I'm assuming that Dania, you know, even though I haven't been there in two months. Because well, of, I, w- uh, because I worked the there the smoke. other night. At 10.30 at night, there were 10 tables going. At 10.30? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, there are probably about five or six were tournament yeah. tables yeah. because that tournament probably ended around that time and the cash. But th- I guarantee you they have picked up business Absolutely have. because because of, uh, yeah. um, you know, Mad- yeah. uh, Mardi Gras being, being down. One of the main benefactors, I would say, is that people went from Mardi Gras to Dania as opposed to going over to Gulf Street. Well, because we followed, you know, we've, we have followed a similar plan as theirs. You know, they are our closest competitor by distance. Um, and, you know, we, we've, you know, they've resurrected Dania Poker Room by the, by the tournament that we've been having, the free rolls. And, and now it went from having being six days a week to now seven that I know of. Right. And, um, you know, I'm, I'll find out tomorrow how those numbers are because I'm going to be stopping by uh, oh, for, okay. a, for a mandatory meeting, which I don't think I have time? to attend. But my daughter's going to drive me over there. So what time? At 1030 in the morning. Oh, in the morning. I'm, I'm so, working at night over there. So, you know. Okay. Um, We'll head for our first break here. Uh, I do want to talk about the uh, Poker Masters, uh, which has turned out to be a pretty exciting and fun event. Uh, Also, the Borgata closing down uh, the main event, heading down. I will give you an update on what's happening there, who's still alive. I know that the the champ, uh, Scott Bloomfield, uh, just got knocked out. uh, From last year's uh, winner? uh, 53rd. Uh, Yeah, this this past uh, World Series of Poker winner. Got knocked out in, like, 53rd place. So uh, a lot of big names uh, at both these tournaments, obviously, and we'll talk about some of that when we come back. Uh, I'd like to get to something, uh, an article by uh, Ed Miller, one of our favorite writers, talks about uh, what you should buy in for when you're going to a game. So we'll get to some of that, too, later in the show. I'll make my comments when we come back. Okay. Uh, Also, looking ahead to uh, Seminole Hard Rock hosting the World Series of Poker Circuit. That starts tomorrow. Uh, We're doing the show here on a Wednesday, and it starts uh, uh, tomorrow, the 21st. So uh, we'll get to all those things when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Uh, Pick us up on SoundCloud. Great place to go, and we'll talk about some of the other places you can hear the show when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, 
You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It ain't just wide open. It's WF. Oh. Hey, this is Jeff uh, Rice, uh, Stephen Hawk from up by Savannah, Georgia. I just wanted to let you guys know that WFO rules. Joe, this is Jay Bird, truck driver from Big Bear, California. WFO rocks. Oh, don't forget, WFO rules the airwaves. WFO! Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. Uh, besides SoundCloud, you can always get us on um, iTunes. Uh, we have been there since the beginning, and you can uh, search that program. You can also subscribe to it, have it downloaded every time that you open iTunes. It'll give you the newest show. And uh, you can go to some other places like Poker Fuse uh, to get, check their podcast page. We are back on there. We were off there for a while, but uh, got that straightened out, and we are back on their page. Uh, Hold'em Radio Network picks us up uh, on a regular basis, usually on Friday nights or Saturday nights. So they carry the show for the first time, and then uh, they'll be replays during the week. Uh, and also uh, uh, Stitcher is a good place to find us as well. But uh, we hope you'll join us every week. Uh, have Christy Wilson lined up for October the 4th. Uh, I won't be here. Won't for be that. here, and then you won't be here next week. Uh, I'm going to head over to the Seminole Hard Rock, and we'll talk about uh, the circuit event and what's coming up there. But I'll try to line up a bunch of interviews uh, on tape, and we'll carry some of those during the show, and we'll see if we can get along without Joe uh, or not. See if you can survive uh, two weeks without. Maybe me we'll yet. just get a, a co-host. <laughs> you guys we'll have gotten see. used to that, unfortunately, with my, with my illness. Yeah, exactly. A uh, couple tournaments to talk about. Uh, obviously, the uh, Poker Masters, uh, which is in Event 5. Uh, there are five events. Uh, the first four were $50,000 buy-ins. So these are all uh, big-name poker players with lots of bucks. Uh, the, the surprise breakout Or a lot player. of friends with deep pockets. <laughs> in the first four tournaments, Stefan Sontheimer of Germany cashed three times, made the final table three times, and... Uh, uh, won one of the tournaments. The four uh, winners of the first four events, Stefan Sondheimer, Bryn Kenny, Nick Schulman, and Brandon Adams. Uh, and they are now in the last event. They uh, started about uh, 5 o'clock Eastern time, 2 o'clock out in Vegas. This is at the Aria, by the way. And uh, the final table looks like this. Uh, Christian, Christian Christner is the leader. Not really familiar with him, but 1.7 million. Stefan Schilhabel. 1.6 million. Third place, Fader Holtz. So that's top, top three are all German players. Uh, Fader Holtz, 1.1 million. And then we have Seth Davies, just over a million, as is Sondheimer. And then Justin Bonomo rounds out the final table. So uh, good tournaments there. Uh, I know that Phil Helmuth uh, played in the Borgata, got knocked out, jumped on a plane, and came to play the last event, the $100,000 buy-in. Uh, but several of the other players that have been there the whole time, Doug Polk, uh, Jake Schindler, uh, Eric Seidel, Negranu, uh, Tom Marchese, David Peters, all really great names of the game. About 26 players playing in all. Uh, Kerry Katz, who always uh, plays in some of the big high buy-in tournaments. Um, 
And I kind of wonder about that. Uh, obviously, you got to have hookups that, that sponsor you into these events, most yes. likely, unless you're loaded like some of these players are. Even if you're loaded, you're not. Probably I guarantee, not I guarantee you, if you're getting bill, huh? five out of a hundred of them putting up their own money for these big tournaments on a consistent basis, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, why put up your money when somebody when you can get somebody to put up theirs, and you're not taking that risk? You know, it's it gets to that point. You're keeping your money, so you you know you, you, you'll have a makeup figure if if it gets to that point down the road. But they got to keep investing in you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's so. Why take that risk? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fader Holtz is being filmed by a crew, uh, following along. There's five episodes up on. Uh, you can get the links through Poker News, or you can just go to YouTube and search it out. But uh, really, some interesting stuff there. So uh, that's something that I'm looking forward to checking out as well. Uh, Fader Holtz uh, being followed in a big tournament called kind of the Life of a Champion. So it follows him behind the scenes, how he prepares for events. Uh, get some of his thoughts during the play and that sort of thing. So uh, that's very interesting out there right now. But it uh, looks like Negreanu, uh quite a ways back. Uh, he Let's see what his uh, results are in here. Uh, he has only made one one uh, final table, one cash. Uh, one final table and one cash. He's won $102,000. Uh, yeah, but how much did it cost him? Because he likes to fire lots of bullets. Well, you can only buy two, I think, in each event, oh, okay. as far as I know. And, uh, <clears throat> There's a limit. Yeah. And uh, so he won't – I don't know if he had any bets with Sondheimer, who's the uh, headed for the purple jacket, it appears. Uh, Bryn Kenny can still get there, and uh, uh, I guess Fader could win the purple jacket if he wins and Sondheimer finishes worse than third. So uh, there's a possibility there as well. So, uh, But I don't know how many of these guys that Negrano had bets with, but uh, I, I don't think he had one with Sondheimer, so there's a good chance that he won't have to come up with any money for that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Not winning any money on, on the side bets either. That's how they live their life. Yeah. There's kind of an interesting hand here uh, that they had just talked about. One of their about 30 hands in on the final table that uh, Sondheimer opened uh, a hand holding queen seven of spades, and Seth Davies, three bet uh, from 38,000 to 120,000, he was holding pocket kings. And Christian Christner, four bet holding ace-queen offsuit to 290. Uh, Sondheimer mucked his hand, and Davies mucked his kings. Whoa. He said it, he thought it was just him and Sondheimer in the hand. Uh, the dealer announced re-raise in reference to uh, Christner's four bet. Believed it was a delayed announcement of his three bet, and there was confusion. He realized he had made a mistake. But uh, you know, you talk about guys that are paying fifty thousand dollars to buy into a tournament, and the kind of excellent players still make. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Well, we saw you know many years ago in the main event where Phil Ivey mucked a hand. Yeah, I remember <laughs> because that. he misread his own hand. Absolutely. So you know it happens. This is this is like seeing the pros in in uh, in, in golf. You know, miss that one foot putt. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You know that's you know that, that's what this is. You know. Anyway, they are playing there uh, out at the Aria, and they will play down to a winner tonight. Uh, the poker um, tournament at the Borgata, which is a WPT event, uh, thirty thirty five hundred dollar buy in with a three million dollar guarantee. They had 1,132 players enter into that one. Now, is that above last year's numbers? Do you know? But did they mention that? I don't. I, I would and and the reason and I'm asking, that. Dave, the reason I'm asking is, you know, we remember a few years ago with the, what happened at the Borgata. Right. With the, you know, and with whether the that affected chips. players turning out there. I don't and think I, that I, and, and that's what I'm thinking about is that, you know, I don't think they had 
a negative backlash outside of a few, you know, comments yeah. made here and there on 2 plus 2 forum and right. a couple other poker forums and stuff like that. Because if I remember correctly, the following year, their numbers were pretty similar to pretty that similar. year. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we discussed here, it took a really long time for the New Jersey Gaming Commission to come up with what was going to be done with the final 27 players once this was realized and everything else. And, you know, I don't, if I remember correctly, neither you nor I like the, uh, the split equal 27 shares, right. you know, uh, as, as, you know, as that came out to be. And I thought they were going to have a much bigger backlash because of all of that. And it does, it seems like they've survived. It's a, my only, my only thinking there is they must put on one hell of a first class, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, well, on. I was looking at some of the online uh, gambling numbers, and the and the Borgata has done very well with with some of that as well. So, uh, you would think that uh, you know that a lot of brick and mortar casinos would be afraid, but if you have a piece of that online action as well, that can do nothing but uh, but take but help your product. <laughs> you have no no risk, and remember, you're not paying dealers, you're not paying dealers, right. you're not paying vacation insurance. Uh, you know, it's it's. For the most part, pure profit. Right. Uh, the cliff, uh, the cliff, uh, the the chip leader is Cliff Josephy in this event. Uh, Johnny Bax, uh, of course, uh, deep run in the uh, main event last year. Uh, 2.2 million chips. He's the chip leader. Um, not a lot of big names, although Steve Carp is uh, running pretty well there with 910,000. Good so, for him. So good for you, Steve. Good player and uh, good friend of the show for many years. Uh, as I mentioned, Scott Blumstein. Uh, knocked out in 52nd place, and they're kind of winding down. They went to a dinner break now, so uh, 51 players left and uh, still playing up there. So we'll keep an eye on that this evening as it moves down. They will finish up, I believe, on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, also, a uh, big tournament starting down here in South Florida at the World Series of Poker Circuit. Uh, that gets underway tomorrow, as I mentioned, Thursday, September 21st, as we do the show here. And they will have, uh, it's a 580 to open. Uh, the uh, opening days, two on uh, Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. 11 a.m. is the opener, and then 5 p.m., uh, and they will play day two on Sunday. I don't know if they'll get finished on Sunday night or come back on Monday, but a uh, whole full schedule of uh, events coming. There's a Monster Stack a Tournament 365 buy-in uh, that starts early next week, and a uh, PLO tournament uh, on Tuesday, the 25th. That is a, also a 365 buy-in. And the main event starts on uh, Friday, the 29th of September, and uh, opening day is 29th and 30th of September at 12 noon. Uh, 1675 is the buy-in with a million-dollar guarantee. So uh, first time for the circuit over there at the Seminole Hard Rock. And then, of course, next February, they normally would have played at the... Uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club, but they will be playing at uh, Coconut Creek, which uh, kind of interesting. He's going to take over for the one for, you know, which for us distance-wise, it's great, you know, because it's a lot closer. Um, But um, I'm so curious. Have have you spoken? Have you reached out to Noah to find out why they gave up? Well, I did talk to them. Uh, They really did not want to officially talk on the record. But basically, uh, you know, what I was able to surmise was that uh, they had added a second event over the last couple of years, the se- September event, and then last year they tried something different with November, and it really just wasn't working, and they wanted to get rid of it. But be- in order to get rid of it, they wanted more money uh, for the one event. So 
Um, they just didn't feel it was worth it, and they felt like, you know, after seven wow, that, years. You, you know what that tells me? I mean, I, I can't imagine the amount of money that they would ask for this. Um, I don't know if the WSOP I don't know how buys, back, buys really back the chips that they've sold them. Because let me tell you, their bottom line numbers, in, at least in February, I have not looked when they ran it in September and then again in November, those two years. But I know that the February numbers doubled. They always doubled, and if not, yeah. and then as that as that event got bigger and bigger for them, it more than doubled what their normal, you know, what their normal rake is for those twelve days, you know, in the month. I mean, that room is running at at full capacity for the for the eighteen hours that they're open in the day. Right. It's just uh, you know, and and it, it shows with their bottom line, and you know, we've always discussed they have that, you know, they've they've been lucky to have a big bad beat going into it, and if they don't. You know, it builds up your bad beef from all the failures coming from out of town. Right. So, you know, I'd love to get a little more information as to how expensive that was for them to to give that up because that that's a lot of money that yeah. they were that they were making there in those twelve days. Well, we'll see. Um, you know, I think they kind of felt that the whole thing had run its course and that uh, they were going to try Noah something is, different. Noah is an incredible poker poker room director, so you know, I I am I would never question anything Noah says. He's he's a sharp sharp man, uh, knows his stuff really well. So. I, I, it's just something that shocks me because I know the numbers that they've, they've made there, so it's got to be something really, really astronomical for them to have given that up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll keep an eye on these tournaments. Uh, let's take our second break on the show. Uh, we'll be back with uh, some more information. I want to get to this Ed Miller article and a couple other things we'll talk about today, t- tonight, today on the show. And uh, we hope you'll stick around and uh, tune in to the rest. Uh, We'll be back. Uh, Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez here on Poker Action Line. We come to you every week from South Florida, and uh, hopefully you'll join us every week. Continue to do so as we move through the fall. Uh, We'll be back after these messages here on the show. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using Energy Star products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on Energy Star products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. Back on the show, Big Dave and Joe, uh, talking poker as usual. Uh, some news coming out about the WPL, 
or not the GPL, I should say, the Global Poker League. <laughs> Uh, we know that uh, it was a struggle. They had uh, kind of overshot themselves a little bit, I think, with a little ambitious schedule throughout the year, and they know that they have to cut back on that. Uh, but they have uh, expanded plans to go to China and to India with leagues over there. And I think the regular world uh, GPL is going to be on hold for a little bit. We'll see if it comes out sometime this year, but uh, there's been no talk about any dates. But they are starting up in China and this is just kind of a mixed misdirection of, uh, you know, targeting uh, countries that are on up and coming in the world poker. We talked about, uh, you know, India. Well, you are targeting the two heavy, heavy, uh, most heavy population. Most, yeah. yeah, the two most populated countries with China and India. Right. So, so. they, uh, the China uh, League is actually getting very close to launching, and we'll have some more information on that. But they are going with China first, and India will be somewhat behind. Whether they will have a global poker league, uh, I don't know. When they signed those players to play uh, in the first one, they, it was a two-year deal. But, you know, at this time last year, they were uh, they were way along the way. And uh, so, you know, whether the When delay, did they hold the draft last year? Do you remember? Well, the draft was in February, uh, and then they were done in, in uh, the summer, uh, headed to the finals in the fall. Well, I think right. it's so it's been over a year already yeah. that they've been they've been down for some reason. Yeah. I th- it's been close to a year, uh, yeah. a little bit short of a year, but uh, um, a good idea uh, that needs to be revamped a little bit. And uh, I, I don't know how I they're going to work that well, out. Well, like I said, yeah, I, I think you've got to have your 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 top stars on each team face each other on a weekly basis and 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 advertise that so that you get the hits on on you know on on the internet. That you need to to make this successful to get the the proper you know advertisers and everything else that you need to make this success exactly. Uh, I did want to talk about also um, the online casinos. I, I was reading an article today uh, that uh, the New Jersey online casinos uh, passed the 20 million mark in gross revenues for the month for the sixth straight month. So uh, this is obviously turned around, and I kind of wonder uh, if. Some of these, uh, the glut of events uh, that's happening is, is maybe helping with that. Uh, you think about having the storm and and uh, not being able to play at your local room. It's nice to be able to have that uh, to fall back on as an online account to play for cash. Yeah, of course. I mean, look at the success that they, we had for years with these poker sites. What I love with this happening like this and the numbers constantly going up because we weren't getting this in the, in Nevada. We weren't getting these right. these types of numbers. We know they don't have the same population, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who moved into New Jersey from right on the border in Pennsylvania, New York, you know, the, the bordering states to move in there. But at least it shows that, you know, that, that, hey, there's a future in this. And hopefully maybe all the other casinos, like, you know, we've always said, we need to get California, New York, you know, we, we need to get those two. Pennsylvania looks like they're the... This, this they're close. close. They they're, close. This, they're this close to getting it there, you know. But if we can get California and New York to get on board, I honestly don't think that it'll take more than a year or two at most after that to, to you have know, it nationally. Have it nationally, yeah. you know, and, and, and other places. Florida would have to be one of the first ones getting in there with all the poker rooms that we have here. They'd right. be they'd be they'd be stupid not to look at that and to see the revenue that it's generating. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. Um, Keep pulling, keep working hard and pulling for it. Again, uh, the Poker Players Alliance uh, is a good place to get your news and also to uh, 
if you want to contribute to their efforts to continue to work in uh, as a grassroots program that uh, brings you know uh, change around in legislatures uh, you know they lead the way in writing your uh, congressman and and getting things done so and they have accomplished a lot over the years but uh, uh, I think a lot of people out there are just saying, well, you know, it's not going to happen and kind of given up. Well, you know, it's been very quiet. We know that. Uh, like I said, Pennsylvania was the only one that was actually budgeting their, you know, their state budget uh, with money that was supposed to be that they were expecting to come in from, from electronic gambling. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, we just need more states to see these numbers and eventually say, hey, you know, this. This is an easy way for us to increase our revenue in the state. I mean, you know, we're tired of talking about this, Dave. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's amazing. You know, the politicians just you know uh, cater to the to the to a small majority of people who just happen to have the loud, loudest voice out there. You know, with so many poker players out there, I'm just surprised we haven't been able to to get this turned around. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll keep trying, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's, it looks like it was moving there for a while, and uh, we really haven't got a good feel, politically-wise, uh, how the Trump administration is going to handle it if uh, push comes to shove. I, I, you know, we thought that Jeff Sessions was uh, going to be bad news for us, but, you know, he's got his own problems in Washington. <laughs> yeah. he, he's got the president who isn't too happy with him. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I did want to talk about this article by Ed Miller. Let's get to that real quick. Uh, and, and let's just start off by asking you, uh, when you go to your normal room, uh, the buy-in at the tables, I think, is 100 to $300 for most games, right? Yeah, if, in the 1-2 game, it can range anywhere from 40 or 60 as a minimum to 200 right. sometimes 300 you know, each room will tweak theirs differently depending on how it is. Let me ask you what your thought is. Uh, do you think it's better to buy in for a hundred, and then uh, you know, when you in, say say you set yourself a kind of a a limit of three hundred instead of buying it all in at once and maybe losing it in one hand, three, three buy-ins of a hundred. Yeah, it all depends on the type of player. That for for my my personal taste, it all depends. If I'm playing against maniacs. I would prefer to buy it in at a hundred, hundred at yeah. a time, just because you know. Listen, I know I'm going to get it in there with the best hand. That doesn't mean I'm going to walk out with it. Right. But if I get it, I'm going to double, triple up, and then I don't have to risk it. You know, you can get your aces cracked any time. If I'm playing against solid players, I think I'd rather have the more money because when I do get them, they're not going to expect me to have the type of hand. So I want to maximize my win against them, and I want to minimize my losses against the maniacs. Only due to the fact that, you know, yeah, if, if it was heads up, I'd want to have the maximum amount. But if you've got a lot of crazy players at your table like we have down here in South Florida, you know, aces against four or five opponents. You, know, for, you, know, you put in 100, one guy calls, a second guy calls, and a guy with a 3-4 goes, oh, there's already 300 in there. Of course I'm going to call, and, and he'll drag somebody else along for the ride, and all of a sudden your aces are, are a big underdog, you know, against four or five other players in the pot. Well, in this article, he talks about uh, how the strategy has changed over the years. He wrote an article back in 2005. He said uh, the idea was to buy in for a small amount, uh, usually whatever the minimum was, get your money in pre-flop and, and, and on the flop with good hands. And he said that was a, a good strategy then, but things have changed over the years. And he says now 
Uh, it's just you just can't count on that kind of strategy because uh, if you pick the wrong table, as you mentioned, uh, you know you can go a long time before people are, well, are willing to get their money in bad against if, you. If unlike back then. If, well, first of all, the players have become more educated. Okay, so that's you know that, that's why the game has changed. Okay, the stra- you know there's a lot more literature, a lot more forums are out there. So you know people are educating themselves on right. this. Okay. Uh, I believe that South Florida is still a wild, wild west attitude because, you know, I'm sure Ed isn't talking about your local South Florida poker room when he writes this because at Dania, as I was mentioning, you know, we were discussing this before we went on the air, you know, there, there is one particular player in Dania, okay, that plays this style. You know, this guy folds 12 hands in a row. And, you know, if he, you know, or, or, you know, however many hands in a row, he will just constantly fold. Uh, if he's in the big blind and it and it's a two dollar raise to him and a one two blind, you know, if he doesn't have two dec- like two picture cards, he's not even investing another two dollars, even if there's five or six other players in there and he's priced in, okay. And then he'll bet big, catch a flop, bet even bigger, get called. It's it's amazing because everyone at the table and I'm trying to stop them from doing this and I'm sure the other dealers at Dane are doing the same. Going no comments during the hands. They're all like, Oh so Sammy, you must have pocket aces or kings, huh? You know, you you're not <laughs> supposed to be making these comments when when there are other people other than you and that person in the hand and they don't care. You know, they're looking to give him the bad beat, which they do on occasion, but for the most part he either wins, you know, if he gets lucky and he gets somebody who catches a piece of a flop, but he catches the bigger piece, he'll get paid off and walk away. But he's there to grind out a hundred, two hundred dollars. You know, the fun part, you know, and I don't say this to be mean or anything. It's just, you know, he's a very intelligent player, but you know, the emotions always takes over. He always gets upset when someone snaps him off, and you know, he had pocket queens, and the guy has pocket eights, and on the turn, the guy catches an eight. And he's like, you know, he can't understand it. He he always talks to himself, and you know, the other players at the table, and you know, enjoy and, and continuing to torture him about this because they know he gets genuinely upset about this, and he doesn't know how to control those emotions. So he actually, I think, because of that, gets more action than he really should. And he's 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 implementing the strategy that Ed Miller's talking about, of of which in this article he wrote 10, 12 years ago, of just push. When you've got a, a great hand and hope you get called by one or two people. And back then you got it because the players were so bad. Most players nowadays in a regular room, if I see that you haven't played a hand for two or three orbits, and all of a sudden you take a raise into someone, let's say, who's already raised in front of you, unless i got pocket aces or, or kings, and even with kings I might throw them away because you haven't played a hand in, you know, in an hour. And all of a sudden someone's raised into you and you've re-raised, you know, anybody with half a brain or a poker brain is going to say, you've yeah. got aces or kings in your hand. So you're, you're, you're more than likely not going to get any action. Even the person who raised in front of you, unless they're the ones sitting with the aces, they're going to say, oh, man, my queens are no good. I'm going to fold to you. And, right. and you don't get action now like you used to when he wrote that article. Uh, is there um, a strategy involved of looking at some tables before you actually buy in? Can you figure out where the maniacs are and where they aren't if it's a room that you're not used to playing in all the time? You used to be able to do that. You know, the, the, a lot of players don't like you know the, the rails. You don't really get to see it as well as you'd like to. Some rooms, they are great, and others... 
They don't like it because people don't like people looking over them and watching the game. This comes from experience of just sitting down wherever it is and then taking mental notes or writing them down at one point. And I'm there going, all right, big Dave Lemon likes to play this way and this yeah. way. Gio plays this way, you know, and, and you know, these are things that you've got to take. So now when you've taken either a mental tally or written it down when you get home or when you step away from the table and you go home and study your notes, you're going to say, you know what, I, you know, I saw Big Dave call a three and four bet, you know, and he had Jack Queen suited. So so if he's got two of those cards and he's willing to bet, you know, out of position and call four bets out of position, or you raised, we got to see your hand, he made that raise with a jack-queen suited, you know, from late position. You start taking your mental notes and, 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 you know, putting them to memory as to the type of players that you have. Oh, you know, Dave called four bets and he had a four-six suited, you know, out of position. Okay, good. Now I know that Dave, I'm not going to respect any raises or calls that you make because you're, you know, you're willing to put your money in there with, any, like they say, with any two cards. Right. I love when players say at the table. I'm sure you've heard this. Ah, any two cards will win a hand, you know. And I'm always like, yes, they will. Any two cards will win a hand. And when I used to play with them, I hated when people would try to educate them. You know, as they like to say, lessons are on Tuesdays. You know, and today is Friday. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Again, it's just a matter of you taking lesson, and then what you do is you got to come up to the brush and say, they're going to put you on a table. Now, that may not be the table you want to go to because you know the players, but what you do is, hey, I'd like to play on table eight. I'll go to table six right now, but as soon as the seat opens on eight, can I be the first one to move over there? And, you know, then that, that's how you make your move over to those tables. Okay. And, you hope, and you hope that the so-called fishes that you've, that you've targeted haven't left that table. Yeah. He kind of uh, uh, winds things down to uh, short buys, medium buys. Uh, he's calling short buys under 30 big blinds. Uh, medium buy 30 to 70. Now, I didn't read all of that. Is he basing it on the type of players well, and the no, type of play? Well, he said you do. Uh, he said, for instance, a regular buy is... 70 big blinds to 150. So in a 2-5 game, you know, you're talking uh, $350 to $750 to buy in on a game like that. He says, uh, uh, if you feel like you're among the best players in the game, especially for turn and river play, then you should probably buy in for at least this much. Well, that's right. kind of similar to what I said at the beginning of this, right. where, where if you're playing against good players and you know that you're their equal or, or maybe a little better than they are, that's where you're going to get paid for that kind of money. You understand, if you're playing with four or five maniacs at your table, like we have a lot here in South Florida, you know, even pushing 700 in the center doesn't scare everybody. You know, you're hoping to get one caller, maybe two, depending how strong it is. Usually you can't even see the flop unless you're investing a ton of money. But, you know, you're looking to do this when you've got a premium ham, aces, kings, queens, ace, king suited. You know, again... If if your race doesn't get a respect from people who don't know any better, you understand, right. you lose that edge of having a superior hand against one opponent. You know how, how many two five games you have going there normally uh, at our place? It, More than uh, the one two is normal. The right? one two is the big is well. Obviously, we have the big private games that that are you know right. five well, ten. The, I'm not the, counting the, those. The, the, right but now the normal games it's usually. Uh, well, when I was still dealing, because it's been two months since I've dealt with what I had, was two four and one two. We had gotten up a two, two four five, limit. You know, two four limit, one two no limit. 
We had gotten up a 2-5 a few times in the months that I was there, but actually it wasn't. I used to get that. I used to get 4-5, 2-5 games in Miami Highlight. And as you well know, Dave, with the players I had back then, I'd say three out of those four 2-5 games played more like a 10-25 game. Right. You know, the amount of money that was on the table for a 2-5 and the action was just you know, it's insane. It was really insane for two, for what a normal two five game is. Like I said, this played more like a ten twenty five. And one of those two fives, the players came up to me and asked me, "Hey, can we straddle? You know, uh, from any position?" Back then, you had only under the gun straddle. Then we included the button straddle. You know, and then I said, "Well, listen, if you if you guys want to play maniac poker, be my guest." So. People would just jump in. I straddle, then I restraddle, and I restraddle. You know, I'd have four straddles on the table. Mm. You know, and and so I hate straddles. Yeah, and this wasn't poker at that point. This was just I'm going to get my money in, and you know, let this was just gambling. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, he talks about deep buys more than 150 big blinds, which uh, I guess in a one-two game you can't even do really. Uh, 300 is I think the limit to buy in for yeah. most of those games. Now and again, Dave, you know he doesn't go into a test there, but because of the different strategy, you know, men- m- mental uh, images that people have, some people like to have the biggest stack at the table because they think they can intimidate people. And Miller's not talking about that. He's talking about you maximizing your situation depending on the players and the game by buying in smaller medium or bigger amounts right that's like that's what he's trying to address there while you've got other people who tell you oh you know if the maximum buy-in is 1500 you know you've got people in a game like that unless it's a private game where everybody says they're going to buy in for 1500 it's an equal buy-in no they'll buy in for three four five hundred you know let's say the minimum is 315 is the high you know, you got people who look on the table and say, that guy's got seven, eight hundred. You know, once he's invested fifty, seventy bucks in there, if I come over the top with a three, four hundred dollar bet, he doesn't want to put that eight hundred stack at risk to my fifteen hundred. So, you know, right. you have that type of strategy that also goes into into this. Uh, like I said, Ed Miller writes for what is the norm in most poker rooms around this country for Florida. Right. <laughs> a lot of this goes out the window. Okay, um, we'll close things up when we return, but let's take our final break on the program. Uh, interesting article, though. You can find that on a Card Player. Uh, Ed, Ed Miller, I love great it. Writer. I love reading Ed Miller. He just gives Always great advice. Stuff. Great advice. And uh, this is a very recent article that was published uh, September 17th, uh, earlier in the uh, weekend. So, uh, anyway, we'll come back and finish things up when we return. Uh, we'll check on the Poker Masters, find out what's happening over there, and uh, give you a little bit of a idea on what's upcoming here in South Florida over the next couple of months. And uh, we'll do all that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back right after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables, 
In a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit. And much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. And you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. And their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Welcome back to the show, final segment, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, taking a look at uh, Borgata, uh, they are still finishing up their dinner break up there for the main event. Uh, 51 players left, so nothing new to report there. But uh, th- for those players that got knocked out, uh, jump right back in uh, today in a uh, $300 deep stack uh, with 100,000 guarantee. 631 players turn out for that, so uh, you know, pretty nice turnouts up there for a nice week uh, at the Borgata. 140 players out of the 631 remaining. Uh, pictures of uh, Jonathan Little, uh, Will the Thrill, Faila, uh, who's won seven uh, Borgata Poker titles over his career and amassed over uh, 5.4 in, in career earnings. Uh, always one of our favorites, uh, Jonathan Little. Uh, that's another that's, great writer there. <laughs> yeah, he really is, and uh, he's earned over six and a half million in his career. So you know, you, you're talking about the best players in the world, and then they're not even the deep stack players that are out at the Aria playing in that tournament. So uh, they are still at six in that event. Uh, you can always follow this on uh, on Poker Go, great uh, app there. And uh, chip leader is Stefan Sondheimer. Taking back the lead from Christian Christner, Stefan Schilhabel is uh, a ways back, kind of right in the middle. There's a pack of three, Schilhabel, Holtz, and Davies all just over a million. Sondheimer leads with 1.7 million. Justin Bonomo is the short stack with 704,000. So um, they are finishing up there. Uh, I don't, I don't have the prize money as far as uh, what first is, but. Uh, it's been a great tournament and a lot of uh, nice turnouts there. And Sondheimer, uh, one of the interesting things I saw was that uh, uh, I had never heard of him until this event. But uh, I looked at a tweet from Fader Holtz that said this is going to be a breakout year for Stefan Sondheimer. And How old is he? Uh, I would probably say late young, 20s. Okay, yeah, late 20s yeah. probably. Um, but I looked at the tweet from Holtz and it was from January. So he has predicted this uh, from the beginning of the year. Obviously knows what he's talking about, but uh, uh, kind of interesting uh, to get uh, a tout like that and then see it come to fruition here at one of the big tournaments of the year. Yeah, well, I remember with some of those old card players that you had stacked up when you moved that you gave me was listening to uh, Nick Shulman uh, predict that Eugene Kachaloff was going was gonna to be his next big thing, and that was the year that Eugene just took off. You know, the next magazine I looked at was Eugene Ketchelov being the player of the year for, for <laughs> I don't know if it was card player or not, but it was uh, amazing how these young players play with other great players and know that these guys are about to take off. Yeah. 
It really is. Uh, we'll close out the show with an interesting prop bet that uh, took place uh, earlier in the year and may uh, come to fruition. We'll see at the uh, Cash Game Festival in London uh, over the next weekend. But uh, there's two players, and, and I hadn't really heard of either of them, but uh, a woman named uh, uh, Monica Zukowitz uh, was, uh, made, a, made this bet against uh, uh, a player named uh, Von Zweigberg, uh, Max Von Zweigberg. Anyway, the, the the interesting thing is what the uh, what the uh, they were betting. Uh, they agreed to play three sets of best of three heads up matches. Uh, Zukowitz uh, was going to be playing in all three, and her opponent was going to have a team including two other players and himself. Now, if Zukowitz won the bet, Von Zweigberg was going to have to be forced to work as a cashier in an Estonian grocery store chain for the entire month of November. (laughs) Uh, He was nervous about this because although he does live in Estonia, he is Swedish and does not speak Estonian. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. Uh, And also, of course, obviously with all his poker playing and traveling, it would be tough for him. Um, So I guess she had something with this uh, chain of stores called Maxima and uh, was going to get him hired and he was going to have to work. But if if Von Zweigberg won... Uh, Monica Zukowitz was going to be tasked to drive from Bulgaria to Portugal to pick up an extra spicy chicken piri piri <laughs> and deliver it to Estonia. Uh, it's a it's a eight and a half uh, or eighty five hundred kilometer journey across Europe, and she had to do it in a slow ball car, which I wasn't familiar with. But it's spo- supposedly uh, at this art festival, they take these cars old cars and prepare them into works of art. So she was he, she was going to have to drive in a in one of these slow ball cars. Uh so they started playing the match and uh Zukowitz lost, so she was gonna have to drive and as it turned out her car broke down. <laughs> the slow ball car broke down. So they're not sure if it's gonna uh they broke down in, in Andorra, which is in Spain, uh so badly that there was no possibility of fixing it in a reasonable amount of time and they had to scrap the car. So uh, was she released from her obligation I guess she at was. that point? They're trying to decide if they're going to no. pl- to do something uh, this week to uh, make it up in uh, London. But uh, it's pretty crazy, some of these uh, bets that people come up I, with. I, listen, I don't know how you feel about that, Big Dave, but if I'm going to wager something, I'm going to wind up making sure that, that I profit from, from winning the bet, not just to see somebody do something stupid. Well, the funny thing is there's just so many of these creative things out there. If people, you know, it's just not enough to play tournaments and uh, try to win trophies, but to, to come up with these crazy ideas. And that's the basis for the show I talked about last week, Major Wager that uh, involves some off-the-felt bets between people with different things, pole dancing and golf and surfing and and different things Yeah, they're they're looking to embarrass somebody instead of make a monetary uh, victory. But it's kind of a fun life out there, i got to say. So uh, certainly a lot of fun. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to about do it for the show for it. I did want to mention one thing. Uh, I saw a tweet today uh, that I guess has been up for a couple days. It was written on September 14th uh, by Jason Mercier. Uh, had a photo of him and uh, Natasha at the beach. She's uh, very pregnant now, I think about eight months pregnant, so uh, she'll be expecting soon. And he talked about how that kept him away from the Poker Masters, but that he's come to find out that family is more important than any poker and event. So that, uh, that, that, that doesn't surprise either you or me because we know how much his family means to him and absolutely. how much his family has backed him up. So 
But it's an event, you know, it's obviously they're personalized, but, uh, you know, we're very excited to uh, for them to have their first child, and it, it should be coming Congratulations. soon. Congratulations. Uh, you know, we, we like him so much that, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that the baby is healthy and that everything turns out fine. Mom, baby, and, and dad are all good afterwards. Absolutely. I'm hoping to look him up at the uh, World Series of Poker Circuit event, say hello, and uh, find out how she's doing. Uh, but a really kind of neat picture, so you can check that out on Twitter under uh, Jason's account. That's nice. Okay, that's going to do it for the show for us. Uh, appreciate you joining us once again. We'll talk about a few more things next week. Kristen Wilson uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll work out a co-host next week when Joe's gone the next couple of weeks. And we'll uh, we'll move along and uh, look forward to some great things here. The World Series of Poker Circuit event starts uh, September 21st, which is tomorrow as we do the show here with a 580. And next weekend will be the main event, so a lot of fun stuff. I'll be over there and getting some interviews talking to a lot of people, hopefully having a lot of fun uh, with that as well. That's going to do it. We'll catch you next week. Gio, thank you for everything as well. And we'll catch you on our next show coming up next week here on Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 